Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane, and today we're doing a Rogue News segment. So strap on your helmets, jump in the trenches with me, and let's cover some news. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, links on how to reach me will be down in the description below of this Anchor podcast and YouTube channel, or YouTube video, excuse me. Alright, see you there. First up, politics, of course, and uh, I wanted to talk about something a little different, and I don't think it would be on OAN News, especially since right now it's currently old news. Um, I just want to be able to cover it because we know we don't like this dude, Bill Gates, and uh, his wife, questionably wife, I don't know if that's a woman, honestly. Uh, they divorced. So, uh, let, yeah, let's get into that. So this comes from independent.co.uk. Um, I don't know if this is a, you know, reliable source, but I tried my best not to, like, rely on New York Times or Wall Street or Fox or CNN. So, uh, this is what we got. So... Those close to the tech mogul knew about affairs, sources tell Matt. Okay. Alright, alright. Wait, 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 wait. Bill Gates has affairs. Look, I... Listen, I know the the dude is famous. But how does he have an affair with that face? I want to know. I want to know. Anyway... Bill and Melinda Gates' divorce could expose secrets from the couple's long marriage, according to the new report. Uh, The pair who were married for almost 30 years uh, and have already disclosed the extramarital affair uh, took place within their relationship, uh, announced their split last month. But Mr. Gates was also difficult to work with uh, and non-disclosure agreements were used to stop stories from coming out. One source who signed uh, an NDA has now told Vanity Fair. I wanted to talk about, I wanted to actually do Vanity Fair, but um, that's like, that's like an entertainment magazine. I, I want to be able to give you an, like facts like that are true enough. But anyway... Uh, Mr. Gates hasn't commented publicly on these claims, but the Independent understands he strongly denies suggestions um, of DNA or NDAs uh, were used to silence uh, detractors and argues that every Microsoft uh, employee signs an NDA. Um, His ex-employee also told the magazine that there were times that Mr. Gates drove to the office in a Mercedes and left an hour later in a golden brown Porsche and uh, that a member of his security had brought. Well, 
we all assumed that it was when he was with women, they said. I knew there were many uh, off-site meetings that were not on his calendar. <laughs> even even his employees were like, dude, he's a, he's a little, you know, sex demon. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. Um, have you seen his face? Who would have sex with that? I'm sorry. Listen, it's just my opinion, okay? If you if you want to go ahead and boink Bill Gates, go ahead and do it. I'm just saying. I, he's a raisin. But anyway. Uh, someone close to Mr. Gates told Vanity Fair, um, he said that many people around the tech mogul knew about his affairs. A spokesperson for Bill Gates, Mr. Gates, said... Uh, it is extremely disappointing that there are, uh, there have been so many untruths published about the cause, the circumstances, and the timeline of Bill Gates' divorce. They added, the rumors and speculation um, are becoming increasingly absurd, and it's unfortunate that uh, people who have little to no knowledge of the situation are being characterized as sources. Okay. Um, earlier this year, after the couple announced their split, a spokesperson for uh, Mr. Gates said the billionaire had an affair at Microsoft, the company he, fun he founded, nearly 20 years ago. Each ended amicably. So each affair that he had, he was just like, hey, um, I'm... I need to not do this anymore, so let's just go in peace? Is that what's going on? I'm just wondering who in the world would have sex with this dude? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, members of the Microsoft board um, investigated the affair after being told about a letter sent by a female employee in 2019. Claiming she had Mr. Gates, she had Mr. Gates, she and Mr. Gates. Why? Why is that a typo? <laughs> um, she and uh, Mr. Gates had a sexual relationship over the years. Um, a spokesperson for Mr. Gates said the tech mogul's decision to transition off the board was uh, in no way related to this matter. Um, a Microsoft uh, confirmed they received a concern in the latter half of 2019 that Mr. Gates sought to initiate an intimate relationship with the company employee in the year 2000. So he's been doing this for years. He's been doing this for a while. Um, according to the New York Times, Mr. Gates pursued women who worked for him a few times when chair of Microsoft, including emailing an employee to ask her about, ask her out for dinner. Oh, okay. Um, ew. <laughs> no. Uh, two sources also told Vanity Fair that uh, Miss French Gates hired a private investigator before filing for divorce. 
A spokesperson for Mrs. French um, Gates said, This was completely false. Neither Melinda nor anyone at her uh, direction ever hired a private investigator, She said. they said. Uh, the couple announced they were separating earlier this month after uh, marriage spanning nearly three decades. The philanthropists said they no longer believe we can grow together as a couple. Uh, In the next stage of their lives in statements posted on social media. Here's what I think happened, okay? This is what I think happened. Not only was the affair a thing, okay? I I think Bill... Mr. Bill Gates got a little too big for his pants, you know, and was like, hey, uh, m- babe, uh, I had an affair, and two, um, you're also going to be depopulated. Like, can you imagine, like, that was his plan all along to be like, uh, listen, uh, I could get somebody better because you're going to be in the depopulation process too. So yeah, good luck with that. That's how I feel like that conversation went down. Like, oh, I don't care about you. Like you're, you're going to be one of that. You're going to be that percent that gets depopulated. You're, you're going to be that percent that dies. Like, yeah. I don't like you. But I hope not. I don't. I, I, to be honest, this is, I'm just trying to make a joke out of it, honestly. But listen, this is a, this is a man who believes in depopulation. This is a man who thinks that, um, only a million people should live on the earth. (laughs) Like one, like one third of the people in the world should die. That, that's what his mentality is. That's what, he believes should happen. But, um, let's keep going. Um. Oh no, I lost my place. Thanks, Independent. Alright. Oh no, no, no. Is it that short? Hang on. I lost my place. It went all the way back to the top and I scrolled all the way back down. So. Oh, yeah, Mr. Gates and Mrs. French Gates uh, met in the 1980s at Microsoft. The tech giant Mr. Gates co-founded when Mrs. French Gates worked there as a product manager. So she was one of the people that that you were flirting with at the company. I see. So now he's just trying to find a, a newer, uh, sweeter slice, I guess. Like, that's not nice. Bro, why you gotta do her like that? <laughs> I'm sorry. In all honesty, I know I'm making a joke about it. Um, clearly, I don't like Bill Gates. He does believe in depopulation. He does. Uh, he was behind the production of the vaccine. Um, so, yeah. I don't like Bill Gates. He's a creep. And he's nasty. And I don't see how anybody can stomach having sex with the dude. But, um, 
Yeah, no, I know this is a serious matter. Don't worry about it. I know divorce is terrible and affairs are terrible. I don't believe any husband should ever have an affair with somebody else other than their wife. But then again, that would just be marriage. You know what I mean? I'm, I believe in a holy marriage. You shouldn't have an affair with anybody. But, um, you know, that's gonna happen. I mean, I just still... I'm still kind of flabbergasted. Who in the... No, never mind. I know who would have sex with him. I know... I, I found... I found somebody... Just as corrupt as he is. Um... Just... Just calling it out, guys. Just calling it out. Okay? Bill Gates and Kamala Harris. Affair. I... I see it already. Okay? They, yeah, they do say that, oh, it happened on the job. Okay, but is it true, though? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It, either it's gonna happen or it already happened. And they're trying to cover it up with, with him being like, oh, no, I have I have affairs with, with uh, people on, on the job. But uh, did, did Kamala meet you at the job? Huh? Not sorry. So this next one kind of upset me just because, um, just like Joe Biden kind of like shut off the, um, what is it? I forget. Uh, basically America and Canada were, um, an agreement that they would get the oil from, you know, Canada. So now, um, Joe Biden has decided to, uh, surrender protections for U.S. steel and aluminum. So, like, all of our sources are just not being protected anymore. Um, so yeah, Joe Biden is expected to reverse U.S. tariffs on steel and aluminum imports that were uh, that were put in place by Trump administration. Uh, Bloomberg was reported or has reported that Biden will commit to lifting the tariffs uh, during his meeting with European leaders next week. President Trump enacted the tariffs to stop uh, U.S. dependence on foreign metals, which a government view. Uh, review found would be a national security threat. Um, it was of great concern that becoming dependent on imported steel and alum aluminum would enable other countries to use uh, their metal protection to regulate the U.S. policy. Joe Biden, center of the first, uh, okay, and the first lady, Jill Biden, uh, are escorted by Colonel Edward. Uh, Bolitho, Lord Lieutenant of Cornwall, right, uh, as they arrive on the Air Force at Cornwall Airport, Newquay, near Newquay, England, uh, ahead of the G7 summit. Um, the European, uh, the European Union opposed many of the U.S. tariffs enacted by Trump uh, administration, which has led many to expect their push for Biden to agree to relieve them. Um, meanwhile, 
uh, U.S. steel industry groups have urged Biden not to stop the tariffs um, that have been credited for creating thousands of jobs. Um, A recent report by the left-leaning Economic Policy Institute shows that the tariffs led to increased output, employment, and capital investment by domestic manufacturers. So yeah, it's a short article, but it's something that I wanted to talk about. Um, America has always traded and has always tried to um, get good resources for um, like production of things like gas or oil or um, metals. It's just something that has been going on for decades and years and years and years. And I don't feel like Joe Biden should stick his hand in that because thousands of jobs are going to be lost. I know he don't care about that. Production is going to go low, lower than normal. Um, And a lot of people are going to be out of job. I mean, I feel like his plan is just to be like, to get the American people so lazy with stimulus checks to the point where they're more controllable to get the vaccine. That's just what I believe. So all of this backdoor stuff, like with this shutting down, with the, the surrendering the metals protection and all that, I it, it all just stems from a bigger plan for the American people to be more controllable. If you lose um, your job, you can't pay for food, you can't provide for your family. So that's why a lot of people are going to stimulus checks and unemployment. And then they get into this um, slump where, okay, I don't have to work for my stuff anymore. I don't have to work in order to provide for my family anymore. And it's not just that. I mean, to be honest, the American people have been pretty lazy lately because of the stimulus checks. There are single people out there that just refuse to get a job because of um, the stimulus checks. And that's what I believe Kamala Harris and Joe Biden want us to do, is to keep taking and taking and taking until, you know, it rears its ugly head and is like, hey, listen, we control you now. Because not only are you going to be taxed next year for all of the stimulus checks that you have received, alright, we are also going, they're, they're going to try to do something to the point where we can't say no to uh, their plan. That's just what I believe. It, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, and the people who are brave enough, like the patriots uh, that are out there and that are listening, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. You know, bow down to that. So, honestly, if you want to see a good change, become a patriot and start educating yourself because this is going to happen more often now. Um, because Joe Biden does not care about America. Either he's too stupid to care, or he literally does not care, or he's just a puppet that Kamala Harris likes to control. Either way. Um, keep your eyes open, people, because this is, uh, this is just a small, small little thing that leads to a bigger thing. 
Renegades, guess what? Guess what? Guess what, guys? We got some news from our true president, Donald Trump. So let's read it. President Trump hosts fundraiser for GOP chair rep Elise uh, Stefanik. All right, let's see. President Trump hosted a fundraiser Wednesday uh, evening for newly tapped conference chair rep Elise Refinick, or uh, Republican for New York. Um, Stefanik uh, made an announcement on Twitter while on her way to the event. Stefanik, a longtime supporter of Trump, has been commented by the president or commended by the president, excuse me, for being uh, incredibly loyal to his movement movement. Uh, In her tweet, she said, Republicans and the American people have never been more excited to defeat the far left and save our country. Aww. And then uh, Elise Stefanik has a picture of her and Trump, and she says, one team, save America. Yeah, I love, I like this. I like this. I like this news. Um, The fundraiser took place at President Trump's new Jersey golf course uh, before uh, the event began. Trump and Stefanik uh, reportedly met to discuss GOP strategy to reclaim the House in 2022. Oh, yes! Oh, he's... He ain't even waiting for 2024. He's waiting for the next year. Because at some point, maybe he knows something. Maybe he knows something that like Joe Biden is going to be impeached at some point because he... Because he's doing so bad. Oh my god, yes. Do it. Do it. Do it, Trump. Do it, Trump. Please. Um, the fundraiser was said to begin uh, with a round table uh, with donors, followed by a speech from Trump. Uh, Stefanik recently revealed her joint fundraising committee had already raised $250,000 uh, ahead of the next year's midterms. I love that our president, our true president, is still working to defeat the far left and uh, trying to reclaim the Oval Office because he did win. He won. Rogue Radio will be right back after this message. Sit tight. Okay, next up is just regular news. Um, I know most of the time I try to put in some positive stuff. Maybe at some point I'll, I'll be able to find something that is a little positive. But um, I try to keep it as real as possible um, with this uh, middle segment of Rogue News. So uh, there is one that I want to talk about. So let's just read it. It does say in the First Amendment that the government shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the rights of the people 
uh, peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, that was the First Amendment of the Constitution. That is word for word. You are not supposed to riot in the streets. I understand someone died. Yeah, get mad, get upset. But there is a way of going about it. There is a way of going about this. Uh, we got mad over George Floyd. Rightfully so. I'm not going to say you shouldn't be mad about, you know, police brutality. Because it does happen. It does happen. The one thing that I don't like is that right now, there are a lot of people that box in good cops that risk their lives every day to save your life with the brutal police that don't care about you. Yes, I do acknowledge that there are police out there that do not care about your life. They would rather show you their badge and beat you up with a nightstick. There are some cops out there like that. But we also have to realize that uh, majority, like making the majority of the cops in America, making them all bad. Um, I remember seeing somebody on TikTok say, all cops are bastards. And anybody who says uh, anything different will be blocked. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to say what I need to say. You can block me if you want to. Not all cops are bad. Okay? I know that triggers some people. But listen, it happens. Just like there are murderers out there who murder good people. Okay? There are good people and there are bad people. Just like there are good cops and there are bad cops. There are good people in the Black Lives Matter movement that refuse, okay, to be violent. They don't want to riot. Um, I haven't really seen much of that evidence, but in order for something to happen so violently, there also has to be another side that is also peaceful. Um, so yeah, no, I don't hate the Black Lives Matter movement, but I do understand that the majority of the Black Lives Matter movement is violent uh, and portrayed like that in the press. And um, if you're a part of it, I don't care. I don't care what uh, group that you are in in order to protest something, as long as you're doing it peacefully. Because if you do it violently, there's only going to be more violence that follows that. The people... I don't believe that people understand how powerful they are when they react in such a passionate way or a violent way. Because there are going to be people that will follow your example. You don't know how many people watch you. You have no idea how many people look to your example, um, whether you be in the government, whether you be in the Black Lives Matter movement, or in Antifa, there's always going to be someone that watches you and says, okay, that's awesome, I'm going to do it. You make a bad choice, they're still going to think that it's okay, because, of course, it's like mob mentality, I guess. I, I don't want to say that, but it, it, it's sort of the same way. 
you don't understand how powerful you are until you do something stupid. And then there's people that will follow suit. Uh, so when I say that, um, you know, you should protest peacefully, I, t I really do mean it because the fact that so many police officers are being hurt, are being, um, beaten because of all of this, it's not okay. It isn't. You know, I don't believe that anybody who is African-American should be killed. Okay? No, I don't believe that. I don't... Here's when... Here's my theology. Now, here's where my theology just comes in. Okay? Um, I don't believe anybody should be hurt for no reason. I don't believe that... Um, Somebody, let's say a uh, scenario. Let's just talk about a scenario. Kid has, you know, a rosary in his hoodie, and he walks by a cop. He, this kid looks suspicious, and he says, "What's in your pocket?" He pulls it out. He gets shot before he's able to pull out his rosary. You know what I mean? Like, at least understand that um, not all African-American people were brought up in a terrible neighborhood. Uh, and I'm not trying to make assumptions of that. That's just what I believe that a lot of bad cops assume about um, African-American people, is that they're all gonna... <laughs> I don't even like saying the assumptions because... It just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. It just doesn't because I just don't, I don't, I don't like assumptions. You got to get to know the person. You got to understand where they come from. You got to understand why people do certain things that they do. Um, but you also have to understand that not all cops are going to shoot without asking questions. Um, there are people, there are cops that I have met that are very, very nice and they care so much about people. And I cannot imagine uh, something happening to them. And you do have to realize that, that just because there is so much hatred and there is so much um, going on with police brutality and, you know, just American brutality, people are being brutal against uh, cops. You have to realize that both sides have to understand that, that not every cop is bad. Not every person is bad. Um, a lot of people get triggered over that. A lot of people got get really pissed over that. But it's the truth. You know, you can't just group everybody into one clump and call them bad. That's called racism. You get what I mean? You understand what's going on? Just because it's not called racism doesn't mean that it's not. And that's for the bad cops. Alright? And that's for the people that are protesting violently. That's for both of you. I have seen uh, videos of Antifa um, just being very violent. Um, 
I want to go. I want to circle back to Antifa just because um, I, I want to. Because uh, people who don't realize what Antifa is, I'm going to explain. You all know already that I don't like Antifa. You know that I don't like Democrats that are easily triggered and will cry if they're called the wrong thing or. <laughs> People who are easily offended are just um, people that I just want to really offend purposefully, honestly. Uh, just because it's going to happen whether you like it or not. You can't just go along in life expecting not to be offended. Um, it's, it's not realistic. But anyway, Antifa is a left-wing, anti-fascist, anti-racist political movement in the United States. It is highly uh, decentralized and com comprises an array of autonomous groups that aim to achieve their objectives through the use of both non-violent and violent protests. Well then, there you go. Um, I remember seeing a... Um, a video on uh, Sean Fouch. Sean Fouch is a uh, minister. He's a... I want to say he's like a street missionary almost, but he like holds uh, worship services in certain places. Like he goes everywhere around the United States and just kind of like rallies um, worship services everywhere. And I remember he was in California and I saw this on uh, his Facebook page. And, um, Antifa showed up. Uh, the worship band that they had, like, the people that were, you know, setting up, they had their drums, they had their guitars, they were worshiping God and everything. Uh, Antifa came in and started throwing their drums over and started just ruining a lot of, um, equipment that, uh, they were using. And, um, all they were doing was praising God. Um, they did not have any political, uh, affiliation. They didn't have any, um, problem with anybody. They did approach everyone with love. Uh, even before that, I feel like the night before, uh, there was a video also that was, um, of uh, just so many people who heard about what was going on, uh, in California, and there were so many people trying to protest against just, just a small worship service that Sean Fouch decided to organize. And, uh, there was, I just remember seeing videos, like countless videos over and over and over again of like, there were, um, people that <clears throat> were in a truck that were trying to drown out the worship noise uh, in the street because Sean Vouch just decided to, hey, listen, we're going to have a worship service right here because this is where a lot of the persecution was happening um, in the street. Uh, they were there to help uh, give out food to the poor over there as well. Um, and there were so many people that just refused their help. There were so many people that... Uh, had megaphones, was like, put on a mask, and they said that repeatedly, 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 and, um, and I, I'm not saying that California isn't a good place to go to, of course not, I'm just saying the people there 
I feel have been so wounded spiritually, physically, and mentally that even the smallest worship service has become so offensive to people. Um, but yeah, no, Antifa did show up and they, they decided like, Hey, listen, we don't like what you're doing. So, you know, yeah, we're going to turn over your drums and try to keep you from speaking or, uh, worshiping. And I don't know. Uh, I find that very, um, prejudiced. I find that very prejudiced just because, um, we're supposed to be a people who tolerate others, uh, in America. Nowadays, there's so many people that believe that white people are racist just because they're white. Uh, there's so many people out there that will get offended just because they don't call you the right pronouns. You can't expect everybody to call you the right pronouns. Unfortunately, that happens. Okay? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be called the right pronouns. I'm saying don't expect everyone to be- don't expect everyone to know your gender or your who you believe that you are. Like right off the bat, don't get offended by that. Okay? Don't get offended by that stuff. There's so much that I could unpack. There's so much that I could say um, about the left and how much I believe that the people that I'm talking about, like Antifa and the people who are just completely and easily sensitive to the opinions of other people and the expression of religion and uh, expression of um, politics, uh, people have become so upset over all of it and overly sensitive and and just easily offended where has the backbone of americans gone like we were people that <laughs> back in the day if someone said anything offensive you were able to take care of it right away i mean in my neighborhood we were just able to take care of things not in a violent way, but just like to talk it out. Like if my family had a problem with the neighbor, we were able to talk it out instead of just saying, oh, I'm offended that, you know, you said this to my kid because of something. I don't know. Like nowadays it's just become so awful. Like people really are so offended to the point where I ex- I suspect that they're just, they're just looking for someone to offend them in the slightest way. And that's not a good way to live. It's not. It's not a good way to live. And I know I'm talking just because I, I'm talking from like a protest in, in Portland, Oregon, but this is, this is happening. People are getting violent because of violent acts being put on somebody else. How is that going to help anything? Can you please tell me that? How is violence going to stop violence? Antifa, how is violence going to stop violence? How is you getting arrested and being charged for assault going to stop violence? You just got charged for being violent in the name of trying to stop violence. That doesn't make any sense to me. 
I'm sorry to cut the podcast so short, but Anchor is starting to upset me. I have um, recorded two sessions of me reading some two great articles, and they did not uh, record any of it. So I'm I'm just going to go on with my day today without getting upset. So um, have a good day. I will see you in the trenches next time. I'm really sorry for a short, short, short rogue news segment. Trust me, I'll do my best next time. Um, See you guys later. Have a good day.